0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: You know, shockingly, night two of the Democrat convention was worse than night one. I didn't think it could happen. I have the lowlights. There are no highlights, including a moment where um, Joe Biden talks about his wife and says she's got a spine... She's got a spine like a, a, like a ramrod. (laughs) That's not a a joke. I I can't start the show like this. I've got a video like a ramrod. We got that. We got the pee -pee hoax is back again. Um, Yes. It's it's shockingly made a return. Uh, Also, I got Joe Biden's plans for your firearms. And your taxes using Joe Biden and the Democrats' own words, so they can't run from it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, my savvy, my savvy uh, viewers and listeners, they surf the internet in peace. You know why? They have a VPN from ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today and pick one up. Welcome to the Damn on Gino show, uh, Ramrod Joe. How, <laughs> how are you today? Fine, I knew you sir. were going to throw that in there somehow. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing pretty yeah, I, good. <laughs> I, 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 I just Ramrod I can't imagine Joe. the Paula before the show. Oh. Can you imagine me describing Paula like, Paula, hey, she's, oh, she's a no. Ramrod. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was right
0: all right listen i got a lot
1: of stuff for you today paula doesn't think we're gonna get through it uh we are going to no matter what As Joe says everything you need in an hour all right let's get to it today's show brought to you by my new favorite thing to eat magic spoon listen growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid come on you all remember that but i had to give it up it was full of sugar a lot of garbage and junk i just didn't like i stopped eating cereal for years who comes onto the scene our buddies at magic spoon here's what magic spoon has Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Look at that picture on the screen right there on our YouTube. Delicious four flavors. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I like them all. My daughters, what are they like, frosted or fruity? Is it, Isabel and Amelia can't get up. We just got four boxes yesterday. They'll be gone by tomorrow which stinks we should have gotten. It It tastes amazing. It's honestly too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carbon, GMO-free. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino, grab a variety pack, and try it today. Grab a couple because you're going to wolf this stuff down when you try it once. Use our promo code Bongino at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. I'll give you the deliciousness guarantee, too, because this stuff is amazing. I threw some protein powder in it yesterday. It was fantastic, right? Am I messing with you? I love it. If you don't like it for any reason, to refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use promo code Bongino for free shipping. Thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast and uh, for getting me that cereal yesterday, which I wolfed down like a maniac. All right, Joe, let's go. Joe I had to practice the bell if you don't. All right, let me just yeah. <laughs> get a little bit of D. De- I'm not going to waste a lot of time on the Democratic National Convention coverage. You're going to get it 24 hours on cable news. It was atrocious. It was cringeworthy. I even twinted out, I tweeted out uh, and and put on my parlor account last night in capital letters with 10 exclamation points or so. Cringe! It was tough to watch. Uh, let's go to cringeworthy moment number one. So they're doing a virtual convention. Joe Biden's there with his wife, Jill Biden. Uh, and they're in this... Uh, library of a school, I guess Joe Biden teaches at, whatever it may be. And they run through this, they must have told Joe Biden this beforehand that, hey, you're going to accept the nomination tonight. And given that we're not in a big elaborate convention hall with the confetti. You've all seen conventions in the confetti drops balloons from the ceiling. They run around raving, you know, they they boys Bill Clinton, don't stop thinking about tomorrow, right, with his song uh, Fleetwood Mac or whatever it was. They hit a few balloons. They wave they point to a few people they pretend they know. They go, they have no idea who it is. They're like, that guy. You know what I'm saying? You've seen it before, right? Yeah. Joe, you know what I'm talking about. They're on stage, right? Bill yeah. Clinton, Hillary's famous. She'll point to someone in the stage and hey, go, babe. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, Hey, babe. Hey, babe. And if someone said, what's <laughs> his name? I have no freaking idea what his name is. God, nah, but I'm idea. pointing at him and I'm clapping. <laughs> they didn't have that. So they tried to recreate this moment for, in a library. And they must have said to Joe and Jill Biden, listen, some people are going to come out from behind you and we're going to drop like confetti around you there. And Joe Biden and Jill, I think, both forgot what was going to happen. And they both look surprised by this cringeworthy acceptance, the most cringeworthy I've ever seen. I'm not kidding. It was painful to watch. Listen to even the MSNBC folks who love, you know, they're full-time activists for the Bidens right now. Listen to them. They're even like, you can hear the cringe in their voice. Check this out.
0: Live look at Joe Biden reacting to the Zoom-like crowd celebrating uh, his nomination. The, yeah, the Zoom call is stretching across the country. We've now heard from 57 U.S. states and territories. That's, I guess, our first glimpse of Joe Biden live, direct, and Jill Biden right there at the celebration. This is what a virtual convention. This is the balloon drop. Andrew Mitchell, normally you would be on the floor. <laughs> Which, which, that was, did you
1: plan that? That
0: was, was on that there. T- yeah, that was on there when I pulled it.
1: Dude, this is the greatest unintentional Dan Bongino show moment. Forgive me for speaking about myself in the third person. Ever. <laughs> you can, can we cue that up again? Is there any way without screwing up the whole system to cue that up again? Watch Yeah, cue the whole thing. up. Watch the end of this, folks. Go to my, YouTube. watch it. Hillary's there with the the astonished look I just told you. I didn't even know this was in the clip. Check this out. Play it again, Sam.
0: (laughs) Live look at Joe Biden reacting to the Zoom-like crowd celebrating uh, his nomination. Yeah, the Zoom call is stretching across the country. We've now heard from 57 U.S. states and territories. That's, I guess, our first glimpse of Joe Biden live, direct, and Jill Biden right there at the celebration. This is what a virtual convention, this is the balloon drop. Andrew Mitchell, normally you would be on the floor. <laughs> ah, there
1: it is! <laughs> There's the I did I swear to you on my life, I did not know the Hillary face was in there. That's the face where she looks. Oh, she looks so surprised. Like was, Joe Biden, by the way was Hillary's faking surprise at the balloon drop. Joe Biden, I think, forgot what was going to happen. I think they told him five minutes earlier, there's going to be people coming behind you. Don't get startled. And they came behind me, huh? And Jill looks shocked too. Like, oh, there's people behind this freaking face. (laughs) So bad, so bad. All right, listen, I got some substantive stuff, but I just want to move on quick. So Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden comes out. There's a lot of confusion about this afterwards, and he and he tries to thank his wife. And there's a lot of people think he said, "I'm uh, I'm Joe Biden's husband." If you listen closely to this clip, he clearly, if you put it up to your ear, he says, "I'm Jill, Jill Biden's husband." That's not the funny part about this. If you, it sounds kind of like Joe, but he does say Jill. I think I put it up to my ear pretty close. I listened to it about 15 times. But this is where he tells everyone how his wife has a spine and. Ramrod, Ramrod Ruski. Check this one out. <laughs> well,
0: great job. Oh, How are you? <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Jill Biden's husband. <clears throat> As you heard tonight, <clears throat> excuse me. You can see why she's the love of my life, and the rock of our family. She never gives herself much credit, but the truth <laughs> is, she's the strongest person I know. She's a backbone like a ramrod. She loves fiercely, cares deeply. Can I just make a suggestion, Joe, for the future?
1: I'm not here to give political advice to Democrats, but you may not want to describe your wife in those kind of terms like back behind ramrod. Just throwing that out there for the future. And he does say, Jill, put it up to your ear and listen yeah. a couple of times. He definitely right. Paul, he says, Jill. some people said, oh, my gosh, Joe Biden introduced himself as Joe Biden's wife, uh, husband. Or he says, Jill. All right, one more quick thing on the convention last night. It was such a disaster. There's more confusion, not only about the Joe, Jill, Biden thing. but So last night, AOC was given 90 seconds. I am not going to subject you to the whole disastrous 90-second communist manifesto she laid out. But she's given all of 90 seconds to speak, which shows how um, little at this point I think the Democrats have uh, a little respect for her. Not necessarily the far-left base, but for her. I think they think she's a joker. I do. I think they do. I mean, they're going to they're gonna give her some prominent position to appease the far left base, but nobody really takes her seriously. If they would, they would have given her more time. But at the end of this, she nominates someone for president and a lot of confusion ensued afterwards. You'd be like nominated, nominated Biden, right? Listen to the end of her 90 second speech. And there was confusion what ran amok after this. Check this out.
0: In a time when millions of people in the United States are looking
1: for deep Systemic solutions to our crises of mass evictions, unemployment, and lack of health care in el espiritu del pueblo and out of a love for all people. I hereby second the nomination of Senator
0: Bernard Sanders of Vermont for President of the United States of America.
1: Oh my gosh, did chaos ensue afterwards? NBC, mm-hmm. Twitter. She just dissed Biden and nominated Bernie Sanders. Bernard Sanders. No, no, folks, just to clear this up, listen, she is a dunce. There's no doubt about it, but that's what she was supposed to do. Um, If you've watched these conventions in the past, if you earn enough delegates, your name has to be put into nomination, whether you win the nomination or not, whether it's Ron Paul or Bernie Sanders or Mike Huckabee or anyone else who ran, if you earn the delegates, your name has to be put in nomination. It doesn't mean you won the nomination. She was, that was pre-taped. That was taped a while ago. There's no way the Biden campaign is going to let them slap her, slap him in the face on a tape. They would have just told us scrap it and record it again. She was supposed to do that. His name, Bernie Sanders name had to be put into nomination. I just don't want you to get lost down rabbit holes because it was trending last night on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, Did AOC just say that like, oh, my gosh, she nominated Bernie Sanders. She didn't nominate Bernie Sanders for the presidency. She put his name into nomination, even though Biden won. It's not I, you know, sometimes we got to cover these dopey stories because even NBC got it wrong. NBC was like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Nothing happened. Bernie Sanders name had to be put in and AOC was given the job of doing it. All right. That's it. We're not covering any more of this the abomination last night because there's nothing else to cover. It it, basically the whole thing was Trump is terrible. Uh we would have handled Corona differently despite being on tape saying we wouldn't have we would have done it differently and worse, we wouldn't have done the travel ban. Trump's crazy, come down to Chinatown, like uh, Nancy Pelosi was saying. I mean, remember all that stuff? Playing down the virus, the major newspapers. Okay, crazy. This is like the flu. Remember all that? So it's all nonsense. It's nothing else. And I'm not gonna subject you to the nonsense and waste your time. All right. Let me get to a more important story. Folks, the PP hoax is back again, um, incredibly. This is just stunning. How many times these media lunatics will go to the well on this thoroughly discredited, debunked, nonsense story. So what happened yesterday? The Senate Intelligence Committee, led by now Chairman Marco Rubio since Burr stepped aside, they put out the last volume of their report. Now, I want you to keep in mind, the Senate Intel Committee had no information that Bob Mueller didn't. Matter of fact, Bob Mueller, who concluded no collusion in case you missed it, had more information and more investigative assets. You can be Marco Rubio. You can be Richard Burr. You can be anyone else on the Senate Intel Committee. You do not have law enforcement powers. Everybody understand that? You you cannot arrest anyone. You don't have the threat of arrest. Bob Mueller's team did, had charging powers, the power to indict. The Senate Intel Committee had less, not more information, and many times just parroted what was in the Mueller report. So what came out yesterday? Well, what came out conclusively was there was no collusion, which I'll get to in a moment, which was covered honestly by the Washington Times. Of course, despite the report being crystal clear, Rubio going on TV and saying, there was For the 15,000th time, there was no collusion between Trump and the Russians. The media managed to pull another nonsense soundbite, photo op, soundbite, talking point that's already been discredited and run with it again. You don't believe me? Here's USA Today covering this thing, the disastrous USA, a joke of a newspaper. I mean, only known for being used as a uh, birdcage lining when you walk out of a hotel and you find it on your door yep paul manafort was a grave counterintelligence threat republican-led senate panel finds this is how they choose to cover this thing the report that laid out clear as day again for the 20th 30th thousandth i don't even know time there was no clue this is how they choose to cover it. what was their talking point here Buried in the report, I want, listen, you got to get your arms around this because you're going to hear this now throughout the campaign. Buried in the report again was another debunked talking point that Paul Manafort was dealing with a Russian intel officer, Konstantin Kalimnik, and was giving him polling data. Now. Manafort was dealing with Kalimnik. I'm not defending Manafort. Manafort had a lot of issues, owed a lot of money, and not everything Manafort did was on the up and up. And us as honest reporters of what happened during the Spygate and collusion hoax The Spygate, genuine Spygate scandal and the collusion fake scandal. We need to report honestly. Manafort did have dealings with Kalimnik that were kind of shady. Granted, the information he was giving him was nonsense. It was polling data. It was stuff you could have gotten out of the Washington Post and it was all wrong anyway. So it didn't really matter. I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying it was on the up and up. I'm not defending Manafort. I'm simply suggesting that the Democrats' new talk point is going to be, look, Manafort was a campaign manager. He was dealing with Kalimnik, and Kalimnik was a Russian intel guy. Was he? Was Kalimnik really a Russian intel source? And if he was, and his dealings with Manafort were shady, then why wasn't the Obama administration's dealing with Kalimnik, the same Kalimnik? when they were using him as a source of information, why weren't those shady too? Wait, 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 Dan. That can't possibly be. Come on, here we go again. You're suggesting to me that, again, the Clinton administration and all the Democrats, massive ties with Russians, using Russians for information in the Steele dossier, touting that, that that was no big deal. But when the Trump campaign met with anybody who was Russian, that's evidence of a crime. That's what's called a double standard, right? Right. So you're also suggesting to me that Manafort's communications with Kalimnik mean Manafort was definitely a Russian colluder, yet the Obama administration's on-the-record dealings with Kalimnik mean the opposite, that they were on the up-and-up? Does that make any sense to you? Dan, Kalimnik was dealing with the Obama administration, too? Let's just go to the New York Times. Yeah, the slimes, you know, worse than USA Today. Not even worthy of the birdcage lining. This is where the spare toilet paper in case we go through toilet paper Armageddon number two. New York Times, Russian spy or hustling political operative, the enigmatic figure at the heart of Mueller's inquiry by disgraced Kenneth Vogel and Andrew Kramer, two known collusion hoaxers. They're talking about Kalimnik. Kalimnik, again, with the guy we were told yesterday by USA Today, evidence, Joe, the collusion hoax is real. Manafort was dealing with Kalimnik. He was a Russian spy. So was the Obama team. Let's go to the New York Times and read up a little bit about what they reported about Kalimnik, the guy who was working with the State Department under the Obama administration. New York Times. In Kiev, Mr. Kalimnik became a valued source for the political staff of the U.S. Embassy. No way. That can't be. I thought this guy was a Russian spy because Kalimnik did not try to sugarcoat the financial motivations of the oligarchs who funded the political parties for which he worked said David Merkel, who handled Ukraine issues as a Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for President George W. Bush. So George W. Bush worked with him too? George W. Bush was a colluder along with Obama's State Department? This is crazy time, isn't it? Yeah. Again, I'm not defending Manafort. I don't need to do that. I'm interested in Spygate, the scandal, and what happened. The facts. There were Republicans involved in this, too. The McCain Institute, which I hope to get to later. If not, I'll get to it tomorrow. Explains a whole lot about why the McCain legacy isn't what you think it is. There were Republicans involved in this. But this was a Democrat-run scandal. And the media right now, instead of doing some honest work, is just lying to you again. We know this guy Kalimnik's a Russian operative. If he was, then why were you dealing with him throughout the Bush and Obama administration? It's not Is it a fair question or not? So this guy's a Russian spy that the Obama administration, the New York Times called him a valued source? Is he a valued source or is he a Russian spy? New York Times uh, number two. To American diplomats in Washington and Kiev, he's been a well-known character for nearly a decade. Developing a reputation as a broker of valuable information like the alliances of Ukraine's oligarchs and the country's handling of foreign investment and sensitive criminal cases. He traveled freely to the United States. This is the New York Times. Am I getting this right? He traveled freely to the United States. How is that? How did he travel freely to the United States? Oh, get a load of this. And on a trip in May of 2016, who was the president in May of 2016? Definitely Donald Trump. Wrong. It was Barack Obama. So on a trip in May of 2016, he met with senior State Department officials. You mean Barack Obama's guys? For drinks at an off-the-record bar in the basement of the Hay Adams Hotel? Across from the White House? Later that year, that's 2016, just checking, Obama was the president, right? Yes, he was. Um, Later that year, he visited with the new United States ambassador to Ukraine in Kiev. Wow, that's really crazy. So you read the headline of USA Today, Manafort dealing with Russian intel guy. Notice how they leave out, same Russian intel guy having drinks with State Department officials in the Obama administration. You notice how they leave that out? (laughs) Same guy, right? Yeah. So are they being investigated too? Because Manafort's in jail. So are those Obama State Department people being investigated? What about the U.S. ambassador met with him? Do you notice how that's all left out of the story? All right, I want to get, I'm going to get to this in a second. Let me get to my second sponsor, but I want to get to how the honest reporting outlets like the Washington Times covered it, this release yesterday. And then I'll show you again how the New York Times hilariously, like USA Today, mischaracterizes what the core of the report was, which is there was no collusion. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new sponsor, which is great for me because I am a germaphobe of the highest order. Uh, Just like President Trump, that's one thing we definitely share in common. I hate germs and I hate being sick. Listen, everyone agrees in order to reduce the spread of germs, you got to wash your hands for a minimum of 20 seconds. But what about the third hand you never wash? Your phone, your phone. Whatever your hands touch gets passed to your phone. The best way to clean your phone is with phone soap. This is the travel unit here. Just got this yesterday. Turn it on right there. Put your phone in bang zoom close you, well, you can't see it i'm no, sorry paul thank you this is the travel unit here love it just disinfected my phone today it's the original phone soap is the original patented clinically proven uvc phone sanitizer they've been making phone sanitizers for the last decade phone soap uses uvc light and they're patented and clinically proven technology to kill 99.9 percent of germs like e coli salmonella the cold and flu virus Phone Soap can sanitize and charge your phone as little as five minutes. Phone Soap is the only consumer UV sanitizer with a 360-degree dif- disinfection chamber, making sure all sides of your phone are disinfected. It's been featured on Shark Tank. easy to use. It fits smartphones and cases of all sizes. can even sanitize TV remotes, keys, earbuds, credit cards, and other common household objects. Don't accept cheap knockoffs, especially now. Phone Soap is EPA-registered and trusted by healthcare professionals around the country with millions of satisfied customers. Remember, other products claim to sanitize 99% of the germs on some parts of your phone, but only Phone Phone Soap's patented technology can achieve 99.9% disinfection. For a limited time, go to PhoneSoap.com and use the code DAN, D-A-N, to save 15% off and receive free shipping. Look at that. Drop the phone in. Done. Done. There you go. Phone in there right now. Phone Soap uh, offers a lifetime warranty on their bulbs. Go to phonesoap.com. Remember to use promo code Dan. That's phonesoap.com today. Use promo code Dan. Cool new product. Love it. It's actually, <laughs> I, it. I turned it on. It's disinfecting now. It's now disinfecting in the process. I did it before. All right. So just closing out this story, because I, I really sometimes get frustrated dealing with the media and their constant pee hoaxes. Um, It's really outrageously stupid. Here's the Washington Times with some honest coverage. I'll put in the show notes today, uh, Bongino.com. And if you want to subscribe to the show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Here's the headline, which tells the actual story. Washington Times, Jeff Murdoch, no collusion in 2016 between Trump campaign and Russia, Senate Intelligence Committee reports. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what honest reporting looks like. You want to report on the subtext later on. You want to report on the bullet points later on that Manafort had dealings with Kalimnik, that Kalimnik may have been shady if if that's your opinion or not. That's fine. Report on that. But be honest about who Kalimnik was. Manafort dealt with a guy who was a known State Department source and had regular communications with the Obama State Department. Just admit it and be honest. You can't. Because you want to make it out like Manafort did something unusual, communicating with the Jason Bourne of Russia, and that therefore you can imply, create a subtext there again, that Trump was colluding with the Russians, when you know that's not what the report concluded. So there's the Washington Times. Now let's go to the ridiculous, discredited, left-wing blog. Notice the New York Times where the, you know, the... The uh, Charlie Savage's, the Adam Goldman's, the Ken Vogels' work, you know, the Maggie Haberman, they discredited. Uh, how they still have jobs is really interesting. They've been entirely embarrassed by their co- coverage and promotion of the PP hoax and the collusion hoax, which is now of the international laughing stock of the planet. How they still have jobs is amazing. But here they go again. Here's the New York Times coverage of the same report. GOP led Senate panel details ties between 2016 Trump campaign. And Russia, here we go, by Mark Mazzelli jumping in on the PP hoax again. Burying the lead down in the report that the report concluded again for the 20th, 50th, 1,000th time, I don't even know that there was no evidence whatsoever at all anywhere that any Trump campaign official or any American citizen colluded with Russia to impact the election. Doesn't matter, folks. Liberal dunces will fall for it anyway because that's just what they do. All right, here's what I got coming up here. I got the Clinton story. Clinton story? You mean about his speech? No, 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 no. Bill Clinton, not Hillary either. This one's kind of gross. Bill Clinton story. I also want to get to this Biden stop lying about his taxes. It's ridiculous. Um, I got that in the firearm story. All right, Bill Clinton first. Let's, let's hit on this one because um, this is a story I've warned you about. I have a unimpeachable source on this that the Bill Clinton shenanigans when it comes to Jeffrey Epstein are going to get worse. Folks, I don't mess around with my sources. I never burn them. I'm not, again, keeping information from you, but the source who has given me this information is an honest broker, knows exactly what he's talking about. So this surfaced yesterday, right before Bill Clinton's really awful um, speech last night at the virtual Democratic convention. Daily Mail, exclusive. It'll be up in the show notes. Check it out. Again, bongino.com slash newsletter. The Daily Mail with the longest headlines ever, by the way, which Paula always notes. Daily Mail exclusive. Would you mind giving it a crack? Bill Clinton leans back and smiles when receiving a neck massage from one of the Epstein's victims. uh, 22 and never before seen photos during trip on the pedophiles plane in Africa um, to Africa in 2002. Folks, the pictures are out there. Now, again, to do actual honest reporting on this. The woman involved in the back-cracking massage picture of Bill Clinton, whatever you want to do, hasn't said that he was in any way inappropriate with her. Again, we do reporting here, unlike the New York Times. Having said that, I'm here to tell you, and some of my regular listeners have already been told this, but I'll tell you again, the more is going to come out on this. And when I mean this, I mean Bill Clinton's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and the people in his orbit. There is an eyewitness out there when he wants to talk. I'm ready to hear him again, but it's his information that at a minimum, Bill Clinton was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane in areas of the plane what appeared to be underage girls. What was happening back there, the eyewitness doesn't know because he wasn't back there, but definitely saw him go back. there. What would you be doing back there? Going back there for a bag of Cheetos? I mean, seriously, why would you be going in the back of a plane with a Jeffrey Epstein, I mean, a, a really sick guy with what appears to be underage women, what would you be doing back there and coming out a little later? More is going to come out on Clinton. He is not going to get a pass on this. When, I don't know. Again, it's not my information, be irresponsible to share information that's not mine that I don't have the details on. I didn't witness. I'm just passing on to you what other sources have told me. More is going to come out. The irony, however, showing you again how the modern Democrat Party, the institutional one up on the hill and the establishmentarians have no dignity whatsoever, trotting Bill Clinton out on the day these pictures surface in the Me Too era shows you that they don't really believe in the whole Me Too era. This woman is undoubtedly a victim, maybe not a victim as she claims of Bill Clinton per se, but was a victim of Epstein is in these photos with her. And you think this guy, Bill Clinton, would be embarrassed and slither away, wouldn't you? Be like, oh my gosh, this is really horrifying. I didn't even know these pictures were out there. To save face and to save the face of the Democrat Party, I'm going to walk away from my speech. No, no, he gave the speech last night, no problem at all. Not only bring the speech, here's a New York Post coverage of the speech, in a moment of just grotesque, I mean, tragic irony, Bill Clinton to rip Trump for bringing chaos to the Oval Office in the DNC speech? Oh. Oh. Joe, Bill Clinton brought some stuff into the Oval Office, too. Yeah. A lot. Matter of fact, Bill Clinton not only brought some stuff in the Oval Office, Bill Clinton brought some people as well into the Oval Office. And some stuff left the Oval Office. It's a family-friendly show. But I believe after he brought said people into the Oval Office, after he brought some stuff into the Oval Office, the stuff left the Oval Office and was later the subject of a DNA evaluation. Mm. Mm. So maybe you should stay away from the what Trump brought into the Oval Office line. I'm just going to throw that out there, Bill. Piece of advice from an old not friend. They still let him speak. The big dog. They call him the big dog's coming out. The big dog. Oh, yeah, big dog. All right. All right. Listen, we got an election coming up, and I'm really getting, as you can see from the beginning of the show, with the peepee stuff making its return again, the collusion hoax. I'm getting very frustrated with the media not providing honest coverage here. They allow these people to lie, to be entirely opaque about what they're going to do. Folks, I said last night on Hannity, and I'll use the analogy now, the problem with Joe Biden is not whether you believe Joe Biden is a moderate, a leftist, or a radical leftist. It's not. The problem with Joe Biden is Joe Biden is not cognitively there to even know who Joe Biden is. And Joe Biden is so weak that he has become an empty slate. Uh, the, The analogy I used last night is if you buy a painting, when you buy a painting, you buy the piece of finished art, don't you? You want to see what the art looks like. You don't buy a blank canvas and then say to the artist, hey, come to my house and paint a painting. You don't know what it's going to be. You buy a finished product. They are asking you right now, the Democrats, to buy an entirely unfinished painting in Joe Biden. He's a blank slate. He doesn't have any principles. He's too weak and he's not mentally there upstairs to stop what's going to happen. You take this guy home as a blank canvas and who's doing the painting? Bernie Sanders, AOC, and the people they're afraid of on the left that they're going to give power to Sanders and others to write these policies. Your taxes, your guns, and everything are at risk here. Everything. This is not a joke. And you need to have a good idea. I'm going to play actual video right now of Joe Biden saying what he's going to do to your taxes. Listen, let me get to my third sponsor first because I want to roll through this. and I want to get into the firearms. But this is important. You need to know what's going to happen to your wallet and your firearms. Educate your friends too. think, oh, no, Joe Biden's not going to raise my middle class taxes. He said it, man. He said it multiple times. I got three pieces of video to prove it. All right. We ate these last night. I'm hungry, so this is, again, a bad time for this ad because my mouth will water, but Omaha Steaks. Listen, right now, Omaha Steaks is offering a steakhouse grilling package with an exclusive offer just for my listeners. How many burgers did I have last night? Omaha Steaks burgers, five? Yeah, it's. I know, I know. It's. Jeez. I'm sorry, folks, I eat a lot. I know it's horrible. <laughs> the food's just amazing, though. I had five of them. Go to omahasteaks.com. omahasteaks.com, enter promo code BONGINO in the search bar this week. Omaha Steaks will add four burgers and four gourmet jumbo franks free with your order. It's called the Grand Summer Grill Out Package. Their food is absolutely delicious. It lets you stay at home and eat like you're at the best steakhouse in town. Mm. We're talking Omaha Steaks, bacon-wrapped filet mignon plus pork chops, chicken, kielbasa, and more delivered to your door. Smoky, sweet bacon, which is amazing. Fork, tender filet mignon, all for much less than going out to a restaurant. Here's what you got to do. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar to get this deal today. Omaha Steaks isn't just steaks. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. And don't forget, when you order the grand summer grill-out package, you'll get four jumbo franks and four ridiculously good Omaha Steaks burgers, which I destroyed last night, free to complete your steakhouse experience. Visit omahasteaks.com and type on Gino in the search bar to shop summer grill packs today. Every Omaha Steaks order is flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice. They're fresher than fresh. And the food is absolutely spectacular. OmahaSteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar at the top to get that deal. All right, enough with the lying. Enough with the lying with Biden and the taxes. I keep hearing Democrats on TV. I heard it. This is why this came up. So I'm watching Fox this morning and a Democrat consultant is on and he's uh, debating with Stephen Moore. And again, he's trying to make this point that Biden's not going to hike your taxes. He's already said it. Does this guy, is he just a liar or does he miss Joe Biden's actual video clips? All right, here's the first one. I have three of them, three of them, just to be sure. I kept them relatively short. Biden's at some kind of town hall thing and he's answering questions about social justice. Uh, I want you to pay attention to the end where he specifically says he's gonna repeal the tax cuts, the Trump tax cuts. Those were tax cuts for the middle class. I will show you that too, in case you're a liberal and you don't believe me. Middle class didn't get a tax cut under Trump. Did you even look it up or are you a dunce all the time? Here's video clip number one, showing you Biden is gonna hike your taxes even if you're in the middle class, check this out.
0: Number one, we have the greatest income inequity in the history of the United States of America since 1902. And the fact of the matter is, there is plenty, plenty of money to go around. The first thing I would do as president was eliminate the president's tax cut. Oh,
1: <laughs> again, to the Democrat consultants on TV, the talking heads. Why are you lying? Why are you lying all the time? I'm serious. Are, what explanation could you have for misconstruing Joe Biden's own position? He has already said this multiple times. He is going to hike your middle-class taxes. That's what repealing tax cuts means. It means your tax cuts go away and your taxes go up. Why are you lying? Or are you so stupid, I'm asking you, that you don't even know what Joe Biden's position is and you're going on TV and humiliating yourself? I uh, Listen, I do TV for a living, honestly, candidly. I can't imagine going on TV And knowingly saying something that isn't true that anyone could pick up their phone or computer and do an Internet search in five seconds and find out I'm lying to you. Does your credibility matter? You may say, oh, man, he just misspoke. He did, because here's an interview with CBS. Yes, CBS, where even they call him out on it and say, hey, there were middle class tax cuts. And he still doesn't give an answer. He's not. Remember, the Democrats business owner, he's not going to hike your middle class taxes. He's already said it. Watch him obfuscate and squirm on this one when he's challenged on it. Check this out.
0: You've said you would repeal all of Trump's tax cuts. But do you mean just for the wealthy or for the middle class too? Because Trump did give the middle class a tax cut. Well, Trump gave a middle class tax cut that was negligible. The fact is that what we should be doing is making sure that the wealthy pay their fair share.
1: You see him dance again? It was not negligible, the tax cut. The standard deduction was up dramatically, and middle class tax rates, which I'll show you in a minute, went from twenty-eight percent to twenty-four percent, twenty-five to I think twenty-two and fifteen to twelve. Now, for Democrats out there who can't do math, that's three percentage points of your income. Three percentage points. Meaning if you make $50,000 a year, you're talking about $1,500 a year in a tax hike. That's without the standard deduction and payroll taxes and everything else. Do you understand you're being lied to? Joe Biden, middle class, the Scranton kid. Scranton, you gotta give like the Notre Dame Fighting Irish guy. The Scranton kid, scrappy Joe, lunch bucket Joe. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's an empty canvas you brought home who Bernie Sanders is gonna paint the painting on. Your taxes are going up 100%. Not 100% your tax cut. 100% your taxes are going up. I want to be precise. Unlike liberals who just don't care. And hat tip to the reporter there who actually does some honest reporting for once. Trump did cut middle class taxes. Did you miss that? Now again, here's the Washington Post parroting Joe Biden's nonsense that he's not going to hike your taxes. It's a lie. Look, Washington Post, you think I'm messing with you? Washington Post headline, Joe Biden says your taxes won't go up if you make under $400,000. Here's the exact headline. Joe Biden says he won't raise taxes on anyone making under $400,000. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Heather Long, the author of this Washington Post piece, can you just acknowledge he didn't say that? He may have said that, but that's not what he said when he's on the record about taxes. $400,000 $400,000 is not middle class. Do you not know that? He's already said he's going to cut the Trump tax cuts out, wipe them out, which will hike taxes on the middle class who got the tax cuts. My gosh, this is frustrating. You need more evidence that he's going to hike your taxes? Here's the th- uh, Folks, I could do this all day. In the interest of time, because there's so much material to cover, especially with the... Uh, cataclysmic democratic convention going on here's the third cut i could do 20 of these of joe biden again saying he's going to repeal your middle class
0: tax cuts which means you're going to get a tax hike check this out and the way we pay for it is by rolling back unproductive tax cuts some of the two trillion dollar tax cut the president put through don't listen to me listen to scranton
1: kid lunch bucket joe Thinks his wife's got a spine like a ramrod. That guy, ramrod guy. Now, because again, we do evidence here, evidence, facts, data, you know, that kind of stuff. By the way, there's like a thunderstorm brewing outside here, right? You hear that? Is that coming over the mic? My gosh, it poured last night, which is good. I got some new sod put down. It was perfect timing. Again, if you're a liberal watching, it's Dan Bongino. He's a conservative. He's clearly lying. Trump didn't cut middle-class taxes. Yes, Mr. Liberal, how do you know that? Because I was told by a talking head on Fox or CNN or elsewhere who said middle-class didn't get a tax cut under Trump. Okay, I'm sorry you're a moron. So I just went to a, a simple search engine, put in Trump tax cuts, and what comes up? Investopedia. And here it is right here, Investopedia. The top tax rate under the Trump tax cuts fell from 39 to 37 the 33% bracket dropped to 32. So that's upper middle class. They got a 1% cut and a almost 3% cut. Here's the middle class brackets, Joe, just in case, again, you're a Democrat who can't do simple math. So the upper middle class, you had a 28% bracket before Trump came into office. He cut your taxes to 24. Just checking, Joe, that's four percentage points, right? 28, yes, 24. Is, yes. Thank you for double checking that you for bet. me. The 25% bracket. That's the middle, middle class, so to say. That was cut to 22, which means a three percentage point cut last yep. time I checked. Yeah. And people who are in lower income categories, you have a 15% bracket. That was cut to 12 Just checking again, Joe. I believe that adds up to a three percentage point tax yes, cut it does, for Dan. people who are lower income. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I just had to check that out there. Didn't want to mislead my audience. No problem. So, again, if you're a liberal, um, sadly, you're probably not that bright. You probably believe that there were no Trump tax cuts for the middle class, which is wrong. Then you're believing because you don't believe there was a middle-class tax cut. Because then you don't believe there was a middle-class tax cut. Because then you don't... <laughs> Leave that in. I don't know what she was doing over there. Surfing the internet By <laughs> This is my sign, like, come I'm, I'm waiting. Scranton kid. <laughs> if you're a liberal, you probably believe two things. You believe two things that are false. And this is where I really feel bad for liberals because they live in a fantasy land that doesn't exist. You believe there were no Trump tax cuts for the middle class, which is factually inaccurate. But if you believe that, Joe, then it makes sense why you would believe that Biden repealing the Trump's ta- Trump tax cuts won't affect your middle class taxes because you didn't have them in the first place. Both of those points... Mm-hmm. Are wrong as a matter of fact, F A C T T T L Y. If you're Joe Biden, fact, do your homework, numbskulls. If and listen (laughs) to me on a serious note. (laughs) On a serious note, you make me laugh. If you want to pay higher taxes and you're a middle class worker in America, busting your butt. Yes, Joe Biden's your guy. I'm not going to tell you nothing. If if that's what you like, he's your guy. If you want your tax bill as it is now or potentially cut lower, Trump's your guy. It's very simple. I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've tried to convince you high taxes are a terrible thing for the country and the economy. If you don't believe it, Joe Biden's your guy. Your taxes will go up. Just stop lying to people. I'm going to get to the guns thing, too. So we haven't really dug into this that much, the whole issue about firearms and the Second Amendment. I'm hearing this from some Democrats out there, too. I haven't heard it lately because they're trying to sideline the issue completely, because they don't want to scare people in in congressional districts that are swingy, like the Connor Lamb, Sean Parnell race. Sean Parnell, great candidate. By the way, big congrats to Byron Donalds last night, who I thought was an excellent candidate. I tweeted about him quite a bit. He won his primary in uh, uh, the the district I ran in, congressional district 19 in Florida. Congrats to him. A lot of good candidates to watch. So big, uh, big primaries last night. But they're lying about your firearms too. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they are coming for your guns. Let me get to my final sponsor. I want to get to this, and I want to get to the um, another video of the (laughs) oh this member of Congress. What a toolbox.
0: This may be the toolbox
1: of the month. I know, I know you already saw it. I want to get to that. But let me get to the guns thing first. Um, before I do that, my final sponsor today, Patriot Mobile, ladies and gentlemen, sadly America's students are caught up in the politics of coronavirus and their education hangs in the balance. To support the next generation of freedom-loving Americans, Patriot Mobile is running a school days promotion until September 12th. Choose either a free phone or a free month of service when you switch to America's only conservative cell phone carrier. Patriot Mobile. Plus, instead of charging hidden uh, hidden fees and funding left-wing propaganda, Patriot Mobile will donate a portion of your bill to Students for Life. There you go. Get the same reliable nationwide service and support a company that shares your values, supports our constitution, and puts people before profits. Switching's easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. Call 972-PATRIOT, that's 972-PATRIOT, or visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Use their promo code Dan when you choose a free month of service or a free phone. Veterans and first responders, you save even more. Call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Again, PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan today. All right. Again, on the firearms. what? A little background on why the Democrats are in some districts avoiding the firearms issue. Ladies and gentlemen, there are very few categories of one-issue voters. What do I mean by that? This is an important takeaway. You've got to understand. Most people who are swingy, independent, they're not necessarily—I mean, I vote Republican pretty much no matter what. Democrat, a lot of diehard Democrats do the same thing. They're not going to cross over. They're just not. I don't think I've ever voted for a Democrat in my life. There are, however, about, I don't know, 15 or 20 percent of Americans who are independent in any given cycle and will kind of swing either way. They're the ones that gave Pennsylvania to Trump and others. Very few of those swayable independent voters vote on just one issue. They vote on a number of things how someone is on maybe unions and taxes and then abortion and guns. There are very few one issue. They vote on one issue. But one group of voters, which has always been powerful and it's given power to the NRA and other gun groups out there throughout the years, one group of voters, a lot of them who vote on one issue are firearm owners for an obvious reason. They don't want to die. They want to be able to protect themselves and their families. They will vote on that one issue. I don't want to oversimplify it. But it's if you had to triage your needs, that's number one for them. So where you stand on it is almost dispositive on how they're going to vote. You want to take away their guns, you're out. They don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, a communist. They don't care if you're from Mars, if you you lived under the surface of the moon. They don't care. You want to take their guns. They're not voting for you, period. It doesn't matter what label you put in front of yourself. So when swingy districts... Congressional districts, Democrats, stay away from this. Here's what's coming for you for your guns. Great, great piece, legal insurrection. So good, it's in the show notes and up at BonginoReport.com, our conservative alternative to the lefty lunatics at the Drudge Report. It's by a guy I've, I uh, don't know, but uh, Cody Wisniewski, a insurrection. They're coming for your guns, analyzing the Democrats' party gun control platform. We got an election coming up. Don't you want to know what's going to happen to your firearms? Kind of important, right? Well, let's get right to it. Let's go to takeaway number one from this piece, which I encourage you to read. It's in the show notes today, Bongino.com and at Bongino Report. Check it out. Here's what the Democrats are actually saying about your firearms. Number one, Democrats will enact universal background checks. Folks, this is a scam. As he says here, they will do nothing to stop criminals from purchasing firearms. However, they will stop you from turning over your shotgun to your daughter or whoever it may be. If you're approaching the end of your life, you're moving, whatever it may be, you will then have to go to a federal firearms dealer and basically ask for permission to do it. But what's the real reason? What's the real reason the Democrats want universal background checks? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats never tell you what they really want. There's always a dipsy-doo flip-a-roo. There's always some kind of side reason going on. It's never what they say, ever. They don't want universal background checks because they worry about Farmer Joe giving his shotgun to his daughter. They don't care about that. It's two things. The first thing is they just want to create obstacles so that you get rid of your firearms and turn them in rather than transfer them. If you have to go to an FFL and then do the transfer through them and you don't want anybody knowing your business, then sometimes you're just not going to do it. Turn it in, break it up, whatever it may be. But the second one's a little more pernicious. This is what I love about this show. I got a lot of insiders on these issues, and they tell me, they always give me the little quiet causes the Democrats have. They really want a federal list. The Democrats love lists. Lists are their thing. There's nothing more they like than to put you on a list. A quarantine list, a firearm owner list. And right now, what is the T-Heart Amendment? They're not allowed to keep federal lists of gun owners. They're not. But if they had a background check, every person, including Farmer Joe, who turns over his shotgun to his daughter, every per- universal background, sounds so great, right? They'd have the magic list of every firearm and who owns it everywhere. Well, why would, why would they want that? Why would they want that? I don't know. Well, if you know the Democrats, you know exactly why they'd want that. Because when they repeal the Second Amendment or try to de facto repeal it through a bunch of regulations, they know exactly where to go to get the firearms. That sounds like a conspiracy theory. Uh, Does it? Because most of them have said they're coming from your firearms, including (laughs) Beto O'Rourke, who Joe Biden has appointed as his like gun czar guy if he's elected. Keep ignoring it, uh, firearm owners. Some of you don't believe me. There are some Democrat firearm owners who don't believe me. Again, if your thing is to show up on a government list As a firearm owner for when they want to come for you and your firearms, then yes, vote Joe Biden. He's definitely your guy. Just stop telling me it's not happening because they're already talking about it. Let's go to takeaway number two from this excellent legal insurrection piece. Worth your time. What the Democrats say, quote, Democrats will end online sales of firearms and ammunition, guns and ammunition. And online sales. This is a scam, folks. There are no online sales in the sense the Democrats want you to believe. They want you to believe like you go, hold on, Joe, let me go to my phone. Mm -hmm. AK47 for sale, deliver tomorrow. Check that out. Wow, pretty cool. That's not the way this works, folks. You can buy a firearm online. You still have to pick it up from a registered FFL and go through the same checks. The Democrats, again, they don't want any of that because they want everybody on a list showing up. They want to know who has the firearms and where. Why they want to block online sales. Say, well, Dan, you said they still have to go pick it up and get the background check and everything. Yes, that's right. But the online sales just make it easier. Again, they're all about obstacles first, what I mentioned in point number one. They want to put obstacles in front of you. Obstacles so you can't transfer your firearm to your kids. Obstacles so it's not easy to shop online for one. It's all about making it de facto difficult to practice your own Second Amendment, big R, God-given rights. Any obstacle they can create, they will. Let's go to takeaway number three. Here we go again with the assault weapon, assault weapons, dreaded air quotes. Democrats will ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons at high capacity magazines. Let me translate that for you in English because Democrats rarely speak in uh, proper English. Um, they don't know what an assault weapon is. So what they really should say is Democrats want to ban scary looking guns and standard capacity magazines. They call it high capacity because it sounds scary. High capacity, oh my gosh. Are you talking about like a belt from a rainbow movie? Is that what you're talking about? Democrats don't know anything about guns. Whenever they (laughs) open their mouths about guns, it's a source of tragic hilarity because they sound so stupid. I will never forget, true story, up in Maryland, I don't know, eight years ago, running for office, I was doing a show called Square Off with Richard Sher. Joe knows Richard. Yeah, man. Richard has this local show. It's like a crossfire type of show. I'm there with... Brian Frosch, who later became the uh, far-left radical attorney general for Maryland. I'm debating him. I think he was running for the position then. And I asked him on the show. I'm not kidding. The clip is still out there. Viewers send to me. What an assault weapon was. He's like, uh, 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 uh. He has no idea. <laughs> the guy was going to be the attorney general of Maryland. It ain't look scary. You got to watch the clip sometime. It's hysterical. They don't even know what an assault weapon is. So what's point number three? The Democrats want to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Again, dreaded air quotes. The Democrats want to take all your magazines and take away all your weapons because everything will be uh, reclassified as an assault weapon. Anything. You put a flashlight on a Glock 19, that's definitely an assault weapon. If If it's a distinct category, if you're going to call something something, it has to have a perimeter, right? Right. I mean, we call a phone a phone based on characteristics. Right. We call a car, not a truck. We call a car, a car and a truck, a truck based on certain characteristics. Right. That's right. Those characteristics have limits. Do you have a car with 18 wheels? You may if it's low enough, but it meets certain characteristics. The crazy thing about the Democrats definition of assault weapons is it has no perimeter and no defining characteristics at all. They're black. The guns. That's definitely racist, by the way. But you can it has a pistol grip. You mean like a pistol is that an assault weapon? They don't they just make it up. The car becomes a truck, the truck becomes the car. They don't care because they want to ban all of it. So yes, Beto, soon to be Biden's guns are will be coming for your guns because they'll categorize them all, categorize them all as assault weapons. Your standard capacity magazines will magically be high capacity. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Here's the last one, one I hadn't heard. Federal coercion. What do we mean by that? Well, let's go back to legal insurrection. Here's what they say, quote, the Democrats will incentivize states to enact licensing requirements for owning firearms. And red flag was, ah, what does that mean? Basically means they're going to try to pull the same stunt they did with Obamacare. They're going to hold up federal funds to the states Not only to build low-income housing in the suburbs you live in, if you don't build it, they're going to hold up those federal funds. But if you don't enact a list and a license requirement for firearms and red flag laws, they're going to hold up that money too. Why is that trouble? Because you have states that respect the Second Amendment and have low crime rates, like where I live in Florida. Where, you know, we have crime. Everyone Everyone has crime. But it's far lower than the crime rates in New York City because you don't want to break into a home down here in Florida. It might not end well for you, if you know what I mean. Well, what happens if Florida gets hijacked by the federal government who says, you know what, all those federal funds we give to Florida, yeah, you're not getting any of it unless you start enacting stricter licensing laws and red flag laws too. If this Again, if this is what you want, gun confiscation, Taking away your magazines, putting obstacles to you purchasing a firearm, new federal control over state laws. If that's what you want, just like if you want higher middle-class taxes, Joe Biden's your guy. I can't talk you out of it. But if you're under the mistaken belief because you're a moderate Democrat, yeah, I like my firearms and I like low taxes, that Joe Biden's your guy. I'm really sorry, but you've been lied to or you're lying to yourself. The evidence is right in front of your face. I just gave it to you. In their own words, quotes, video, evidence—you know, evidence like what doesn't exist in the PP hoax. All right, this video is great. I'm gonna move it on. <laughs> on a lighter note, I'm going to try to get two more things right. <clears throat> this and the because uh, I so I said I talk about the uh, broken windows police story. You know, running for office is a weird thing. It is. It can be embarrassing at times. I did it three times. And you have to do a lot of things you don't want to do. You just do. You have to go to a bunch of barbecues and things. And I am not a social butterfly. My wife can attest to this. So can Joe. I'm not. I am totally uncomfortable around groups of people. I don't like being the center of attention. I know that sounds weird. You're like, really? You? No. Believe me, I hate it. You have to do really <laughs> uncomfortable things. Sometimes they're super embarrassing when you do them. But I promise you, in my three runs for office, I never did anything as dumb as this. So this is a Democrat representative, a total numb nuts who fell for the, the uh, PP hoax number two, the post office hoax. That's the PO hoax. So he fell for the you know the post office hoax. Donald Trump is stealing mailboxes and storing them in the basement of the White House because he doesn't want the mail delivered before the election. <laughs> it's dumber than the PPO, the PO hoax. This idiot ran with it. This guy's Pete Defazio. I'm embarrassed for this guy, and I'm embarrassed that this guy's your representative. Here's a quick 10-second video. He put a, he thought that the hilarious thing about this. He thinks this looks cool. Here's Representative Pete Defazio toolbox. Defazio chaining himself to a mailbox and he really thinks this is like a real rock star ad check this out
0: they're not getting this one
1: can you can you play that again it's, can you what an imbecile he chains himself to a mailbox can you can you do that for me again
0: they're not getting
1: this one you know, Joe, as I saw that? What an idiot. This guy, what is the date today? Today? August 19th. I'm declaring this guy officially, even though there's, we have a, a, more than a week and a half left in the month. I'm declaring this guy toolbox of the month. Pete DeFazio. You know what I wonder? If he really changed himself, can you imagine if like they lost the key and like you come back in three, four days and there's like a skeleton of Pete DeFazio later <laughs> and he's all dehydrated like beef jerky and he forgot to unchain himself. Matt, no, imagine they're like, they're doing post-production in, like, a van for the video while he's chained out there, and they forget and drive off. And even worse, it's one of the mailboxes that had been removed over the past two administrations, Obama included, because nobody actually delivers mail in it. So nobody sees DeFazio for, like, four or five days, and he's there, beef jerky-like skeleton. Poor DeFazio, he's like, water, what? And so, oh, we forgot DeFazio. He's still chained to the mailbox. They go back. Almost. They give him like the, Pete, water, Pete, vitamins, liquid IV, something, hydrate, give him an IV, give him an actual IV. They come back weeks, he's like a piece of beef jerky, he's like, oh, water, you freaking me chained to the mailbox, Pete. We thought it was okay because we forgot you, but we thought it was one of those mailboxes people use. But actually, it was one of those mailboxes the Obama administration was going to remove because nobody actually goes there. We're really sorry, Pete. Nobody's seen you in five days because nobody uses the mailboxes the post office wants to remove because nobody uses them. Oh. And he thinks this thing looks good. He thinks this is a real winner. What is with names that rhyme with de Blasio and being a moron? I was thinking that too. What is with that? (laughs) Just change out a few letters. Uh, Yeah. Change out a few letters. You go from de Blasio to de Fazio. (laughs) Moron of the month. And it's not even over yet. All right. Last story of the day. Listen, uh, New York Post is a good story. It's in yesterday's show notes. Speaking of morons like de Blasio rhymes with de Fazio. Why is New York City descending into absolute chaos? Well, there's a great article, Michael Goodman. I encourage you to look it up. It's in yesterday's show notes. How New York City championed Broken Windows Policing and Threw It Away, folks. I warned you as a cop. I, I, I had an as a police officer myself. I had an interesting experience. I got on the NYPD as a young man while they were transitioning away from an older era where the running ethos of the time was don't arrest people on the street for little stuff, smoking weed, jumping a turnstile, drunk in public, you know. With that kind of stuff—nuisance crimes, discon, disorderly conduct—because the idea, which was, by the way, was pervasive for decades, it was never written down. But trust me when I tell you, this was was fed to your, fed to you on patrol. Don't bring that stuff in here. Matter of fact, I got yelled at by a desk sergeant once for bringing in a kid who ran. He was doing drugs in the street. I was working up in Harlem, um, in an FTU, a field training unit. And they were like, what are you bringing that crap in here for? You should be out there on the street arresting people for serious stuff. Trust me, it was the way people thought back then. The problem was that nuisance stuff later turned into serious stuff because the same kid who ran from you from doing drugs in the street when you caught him was the same kid who robbed someone later. Believe it or not, it took a long time for people to figure that out. The people who did figure it out were the creators of broken windows policing. New York City's gotten away from that. Here's screenshot one. I'm not going to use the other one, Paul, just this first one, but it's important. He says, listen, there was no magic, Goodman says this, to New York crime going down. It was just, as Thomas Edison described, genius, that 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Broken windows policing involved an exhaustive, exhaustive attention to detail. Rudy Giuliani and Bill Bratton, who was a police commissioner at the time, talked about taking back the city block by block, and they were aided by developing technology. They put NYPD precinct bosses on the spot by showing them what crimes have been committed, when and where. Folks, I was there. I saw it. If you were that desk sergeant that yelled at me for locking that guy up for the foot pursuit over drugs, all of a sudden, that desk sergeant and his commanding officer were brought in to one police plaza, and the police commissioner and Jack Murphy and Jack Maple, excuse me, who was the first uh, first deputy commissioner, they were there. And they were like, hey, there was a foot pursuit over a drug crime. What happened? And the, the commanding officers, the police were like, what do you mean? We told them to let him go. We're only there for serious stuff. No, no, not anymore. Giuliani went block by block with his police commissioner, analyzed every single crime. It's called CompStat. It was short for computer statistics. Mm-hmm. And NYPD police commanders used to go to these meetings sweating because for years, no one asked him any questions about anything. They go there, they get a pat on the back, have a few beers. Now they're going there, they're supposed to answer for a foot pursuit about a, a a a joint at two o'clock in the afternoon in Harlem. Yeah. Giuliani did that. It was an exhaustive attention to detail. And as those COs started locking up people for being drunk in public, harassing people on the subway, those were the same people committing the armed robberies and the home invasions. They couldn't do it after that. Why? Because they were already in jail for the low-level stuff that had been ignored for years. Don't forget that. That's the attention we need nationwide to detail. All right, folks. Thanks again for uh, tuning in today. We covered a lot of territory. I, that just, I'm sorry but the, the collusion thing. I keep bringing it up. It's just infuriating how little homework the media actually does. The guy was a source for the Obama administration. All of a sudden, we're supposed to believe he's the Jason Bourne of Russia. Kalimnik. Bunch of dopes. Question. Question everything. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, folks, one more note. Attila's Gym needs help. The GoFundMe is on the Monday show notes. They are under attack. They have been fined again. They're in the six-figure range for fines. The guys at Attila's need help. Please. They texted me yesterday. They're under full frontal assault by the uh, by the bureaucrats in New Jersey. Please help them out. Attila's Gym. Check them out. The GoFundMe is in that Monday account. We really appreciate it. Thanks again, folks.
0: See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.